Hi, and welcome to Missouri Athletic Club Connections, a podcast highlighting Missouri's only premier athletic club. The MAC is recognized as the foremost private club in St. Louis, known for attracting exceptional people and enriching lives for generations. I'm membership director Rodney Stoyer, and in honor of the club's 120th anniversary, I have the honor of discussing the history of the Board of Governors elections with Peter Dunn ahead of this year's election. Thanks for being here, Past Governor Dunn. Thanks, Rodney. And uh, let's just get right into this. Can uh, you start by telling our listeners uh, what your role has been with past MAC elections and why we chose you to be here? Sure. Well, I've been a member for a good long time, uh, longer than comfort uh, allows (laughs) me to discuss uh, here in public. But uh, for the first dozen or so years of my membership in the club, I really didn't have all that much to do with club uh, operations or management or anything. But after that time, and for the last dozen years or so, I have been uh, involved in the election. And it started with my gradual interest and then uh, participation in the election as a candidate. Uh, And I ran for the Board of Governors and, and was elected. Uh, and I served on the board in the, you know, for the three years that the board term uh, uh, encompasses. And then uh, after that, and, and this is inevitable, I think, once you've been on the board, you get involved with the election in assisting other people to get uh, elected to the board. And then after a couple years of that, I was approached by then-President John Bew to ask whether or not I'd be interested in participating in the election as a member of the Inspection and Policing Committee. And so I joined that committee, and for the last few years, I've been ahead of the Inspection and Policing Committee that helps administer the election. Sure. Great. Well, wonderful history, and thank you for that history lesson. And speaking of the history, we'll talk a little bit about the history of the club. I'm going to share some quotes with you that you may not have ever heard before, uh, but these are pulled from uh, past Cherry Diamond articles. Uh, so here's some some really interesting things. First, The first one is from March 17th, 1909. Um, so I'm uh, paraphrasing a little bit here, but uh, guarding the ballot box and counting the ballots as they were deposited by each individual that escaped alive from the cordon of enthusiasts working for their particular candidates. This is from 1909, they were saying that. Uh, each Then later in the night, each successful candidate named stepped up onto the stage and admit, admit, amidst cheers made a speech with the usual promises uh, and enthusiasm of newly elected statesmen. So those are both from 1909. Still ring true today, probably. Right? Yeah, well, that, that that speaks <clears throat> to the enthusiasm of the gauntlet, which is right. still a, an MAC tradition, and in my view, a, a great one. Um, now, today, the newly elected governors, we dispense with the speech, okay? We <laughs> Wisely don't, so. We don't ask the newly elected governors to give a speech after the election, but of course, the governor governor candidates do give Absolutely. speeches in the lead up to the election. So there's certainly an opportunity for both the prospective uh, governors to be heard and for the electorate, such as it is, to right. hear from them. Right. Well, here, speaking of the gauntlet, here's another specific one for you from 1965. Election Day traditionally includes the gauntlet that funnels members through a corridor lined with handshakes, campaign promises, and pleas for votes. 
after the election, the evening features dinner and lively entertainment. So again, more things that still happen today. Yeah, and except and, for maybe the entertainment piece. Well, that yeah, during. yeah, there or yeah, whether it's entertaining or not. Right. Um, <laughs> the uh, so so the gauntlet again is a great tradition, and and of course it has uh, gauntlets have their history in in medieval times uh, where a person going through a gauntlet is is subjected to a a challenge a test a trial mm-hmm. and and often it involves corporal punishment okay <laughs> sure. uh, We've and, dispensed and, with and, that. and so most of that. of that is gone here at the MAC uh, but it is an opportunity for the supporters of each of the individual candidates to engage with the voters immediately before they're going to cast their votes, and and so it really is a unique and and uh, great thing uh, to to promote interest in and excitement about the upcoming election. I uh, couldn't agree more. I absolutely couldn't agree. Um, so here's the first real question I've got for you. You know, you mentioned the titles you've held. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the procedural things. Um, this seems like a very, you know, for our listeners, for the general members of the club, this really seems like a, a serious regimented process. Can you go over a few of the steps? Because they, there are still some very serious steps today, right? Sure. Uh, prospective candidates have to make their interest in running for the board known, and that, that comes mostly through the nominating committee. So a group of former uh, MAC presidents and other people who've had leadership positions among the members in the club will actively actively recruit uh, club members who uh, have either shown an interest or should show an interest, frankly, in club uh, operations and club governance. And and so once a person is um, uh, uh, nominated or decides to uh, join the election as a candidate, yeah, there's a, a series of procedures that happen that, uh, that allow that person to get their name on the ballot, to get their thoughts and their um, ideas about what they would do if they were elected governor out there in front of the members uh, so the members have an informed you know, choice uh, about the options they have among and between the various candidates. Yeah. And again, all that still happens today, which I like. Um, so we're going to talk real quickly because we talked about this before the camera started. Um, let's first talk about the changes because, you know, not all of them are positive. So what have you seen change thanks to technology? Yeah, well, the big change, like uh, like we mentioned as we were getting started, uh, is the availability of uh, electronic voting. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and that has been great from the perspective of increasing participation in the election. More people are voting now than ever before because it's made so easy for them. They All they have to do is get online. Now, in fairness, some of our members aren't comfortable getting online, which is sure. hard to believe <laughs> in 2023 that anybody would uh, not uh, – have that capacity, but if you're if you're my age or older, it's very easy to understand. Uh, you really need a 15 year old or, or someone to uh, uh, explain the way the internet works, for right. example. But so because you can get online and vote, um, you can cast a ballot and and uh, participate. 
the election before the actual uh, election date. Uh, the the uh, corresponding you know result, and I don't know if it's an unintended consequence or not, is that a person can vote and therefore doesn't have to come downtown for the actual election night. And and you mentioned developments that aren't good. Uh, that that that's sort of one of those because uh, election night at the MAC is a great great night. It's just an a, an exciting time, a fun time. Uh, the membership is engaged and excited, and the the candidates are nervous, and and uh, uh, you know uh, the the atmosphere in the club is very very exciting, and and so it's a fun fun time. And then you know there's the free dinner, and I use the word free you know uh, advisedly, but there's right. the dinner, and then the selection, the actual um, announcement of the the five people who have succeeded for election to the board. So that's an exciting moment, exciting for the people who uh, are elected and and very, very honest, very disappointing for the ones who oh, sure. have striven for election or or but and then not succeeded. But even for them, uh, it's a great opportunity to meet more members, to become known uh, at the club, to to participate in club activities. And many, as you know, many failed candidates, if at first, you know, you Correct. don't succeed. Uh, try again and then get elected the second time. In fact, I've, I've seen it happen, and you have too, that a, a failed candidate from a year will lead the ballot uh, sure. the second year. Yeah. So it's really great. And so even if you don't uh, prevail the first time you're on the ballot, uh, people who, uh, members who love the MAC and are, and are uh, happy about their membership and excited and participate in club events, they're going to keep at it. And that's great. Agreed. And I think most of the reason for that is obviously, you know, them just not being known widely enough. You know, they may be known in certain circles. And, right. Um, you know, that's an okay thing. There's nothing wrong with right. that. You're getting to be known more and more. And right. And, and as you know, there there are various constituencies within the club sure. that, that have uh, where, where each, each group, uh, people may be well known, and and probably the biggest one numerically are the basketball players. The basketball players all know one another, and if a basketball player is is up for a nomination and seeking election to the board, uh, it's very common that other basketball players will support that person. Uh, the Apollos, for many years, was a an organization that uh, from which candidates emerged. And even though the Apollos are not as numerically uh, uh, a great number uh, than, than in prior years, I think support of the Apollos is also important. But there's other other groups that uh, is the wellspring for potential candidates. And, and so uh, you, you will find a potential candidate will do things like join the book club, jo uh, work out at the MAC West where so many sure. people are now uh, focusing their their club participation or join the basketball league, you know, just because they think maybe it'll help them get uh, get elected. Yeah, and I think the other important thing to remember is, like you mentioned, uh, let's just use basketball for example. Um, I want to say we probably had two players in in this past election uh, from last year, but always remember that the the members of the club are voting on five right so even if even if they think well gosh i'm gonna you know i know my basketball buddy i'm gonna vote for my basketball buddy they still have to vote for four more people right. so it's important for 
all of the candidates to be as well known as possible, right? Well, it's funny you should mention that because uh, for for many years I was always of the private opinion that uh, lawyers were at something of a disadvantage at <laughs> MAC election because for a development that I know will shock you and shock our audience, for some reason there's a feeling among the membership that too many lawyers on the board of governors is a bad thing, and I, why anyone could possibly think right. that, uh, I have no idea. But uh, it, it, so um, it's very difficult for more than two lawyers to get elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, two lawyers, fine. More than two, uh, that that I, I'm just going to say that doesn't happen. It shifts uh, the balance of power. Uh, uh, well, and 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 of course, I I I'm I'm convinced the reason for that obviously is envy. Okay, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody, uh, no, no, nobody, uh, everybody, everybody likes to make fun of lawyers until you need one. Right. Okay, <laughs> then uh, there's nothing funny about it. Right, right. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, well, one thing I in particular have noticed over the years, and I want to see your opinion on this, is um, one of the great things to see is the larger numbers of younger members coming downtown. And keep in mind that those are also the most likely to be just sitting at home voting on their phone. So it, yeah, what are you seeing with that? Our younger members showing yeah. up for the the election. Well, uh, you, there, there are probably other uh, other possible podcast guests you could have that are in a better <laughs> position to be to talk about what it's like to be a younger member because I haven't fit that definition for a long, long time. But it's great, and and what everybody recognizes is that. Uh, the the greater number of younger members that we have, the better the future looks for the club. And so it's really, really uh, gratifying that uh, groups like the Associates and other groups, including the Basketball League, uh, that, that are um, attractive to younger members have succeeded so much that we have been really, really lucky to have so many young members uh, joining the club and and not just becoming members, but participating in the club. And that's what True. it's about. True. Yeah, I, I, I need to echo that by saying, you know, our associates council, the events that they put on. Um, they're not just here in name only, you know, hey, I'm glad I joined the MAC. Right, they like really I was for <laughs> so many years when sure. I first joined. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, well, quick question here. Any be- behind-the-scenes tidbits, uh, anything you uh, would want to share that might be interesting or uh, things that go on outside of the gauntlet? Okay. Well, the election is a fun and funny process because uh, w- one of the things that is uh, – uh, um, uh, important to a prospective candidate is the selection of a campaign manager. Okay, yeah, true. and the campaign managers, uh, there is not a small ego person among them. Okay, <laughs> they all think very highly of themselves. Okay, and certain ones come to mind, and I won't mention any names, but Gary Sextro, for example, <laughs> comes to mind as a person who proudly would say, until recently, that he had never had a candidate fail to get elected that he supported, as if his reflected glory uh, meant everything in terms of the possibility of getting elected. But uh, the bottom line is that your campaign manager will guide you 
in uh, the the election process, help you uh, uh, along the way, uh, be with you. For example, we just had Good Fellowship Day. That that's always sort of been a a kickoff to the election season, and so your campaign manager will be you, uh, be with you, introduce you around to the different uh, people who are here, and and uh, uh, that's a. That's an interesting part of the election process. You know, behind the scenes, one of the things that inspection and policing does is making sure that the election is is fair, uh, keeping it fair, and making sure that the candidates understand, you know, what they can and cannot do. Yeah, uh, including, you know, if I'm correct, and this is, I know, uh, enough to be dangerous here, but we even swear in the people, correct? That That's correct. The, the counting, I mean, it's That's that correct. And and yeah. the bylaws and the guidelines for elections have, you know, rather uh, strict rules about what a person can and can't do. And again, in this uh, Internet age, uh, we have to um, monitor and limit uh, the amount of reach out or outreach that a candidate can engage in online. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no candidate websites, there's no t-shirts, there's no hats, all the things that maybe you'd think somebody, and we've heard it all, uh, people want to do, uh, that people want to do to try to enhance their election prospects, but we don't allow any of that. Right. Uh, and, and so just that, the whole idea of that is to keep the playing field level and to make sure that the focus is on the personal context. That's why, for example, a candidate can contact anybody in the club. You can send them an email. Uh, you can you can call them on the telephone. But but supporters can only contact people they know that they know personally. Yeah, I didn't. And, know. and so and so the candidates is, is encouraged to go through you know the book. And I remember the year I ran, I, I went through the book and I called every past president, every past governor. And then I went and called every lawyer, thinking if the lawyers don't support each other, who is right. going to support us? And then I called everybody that worked downtown. And, and I, I swear, my I still have my book where I, I X'd out the names of all the people I called. And, and it's a lot. Now... The campaign and the election is different. Talk about those quotes from the old days. In the old days, the campaign began in January, okay, and the election isn't until May. And in theory, when the club had a few more members then than it did now, a candidate would be calling thousands right. of people. Today, the actual electioneering takes place in a two-week period, so the time is limited in how much time you can spend to it, but that really means that the candidate has to be diligent and active during that period of time to contact as many people as they can. Right. You know, and <clears throat> we like to say things all the time about how, uh, matter of fact, I, I specifically mention this when we do our new member orientations about how we do respect our board members. They do put in a lot of work, and there's a clear example of where it starts as a candidate. You know, you're putting in a lot of work time and energy and you may or may not even be elected to the board ah, well you get uh, uh you reap what you sow get what you pay for sure. etc uh and and i think uh respectfully for example i recall the when 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 election season begins it begins at 1201 a.m on a sunday night and I remember at 12.01 a.m., I was going through the list of past presidents and calling every one of them. Now, the idea is you call them at work and you leave them a, 
uh, a voicemail message. Hey, it's election season, just calling. I'm number five on the ballot or whatever it is. But when you're calling 50 or so past presidents, you reach a few of them at 1230 at night. And that's when you say you're calling for somebody else. That, that's how you <laughs> that's how do you handle that one? Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, there's one thing you said I want to go back to real quickly, because I think uh, in this anniversary year of the club, talking about what makes the MAC special, you specifically mentioned uh, at Good Fellowship Day, for example. Um, so somebody's going to be a, a campaign manager, someone on the campaign is going to be making introductions. But that's kind of what the MAC is all about every day, right? I mean, if a young lawyer right. is coming into the club and you might introduce them to somebody at a different right. firm. And right. Like it, it's it's the personal connections, honestly, that make the MAC um, uh, so rewarding. Um, you know, and, and I, I honestly, personally, myself, didn't didn't appreciate that when I was a newer member. And it's only in later years that I, I, I uh, took advantage of the opportunity to make uh, make um, new friends. Uh, my wife uh, tells me it's hard to make new friends at our age. And I said, speak for yourself, honey. I have no problem uh, making new friends. I'm only kidding, of course, when I say that, honey, in case you're listening, which <laughs> I'm sure you're not. But uh, anyway, the uh, uh, the whole idea, the whole uh, opportunity, and, and I have made so many uh, people, uh, I have met so many people that have become friends of mine through these different clubs within a club, not just the formal clubs, but the basketball group, the, the Apollos and others. Uh, it's that, that's been by far and away the most rewarding part of it. Wonderful. And that ties in nicely. Um, well, any last things you want to share about the MAC's election process? Well, it, it's a great thing. And, and if you have any interest whatsoever in, in getting involved in the club, it's really important. Um, the, uh, the general manager, you know, operates the club, handles the day-to-day -day operations of the club. But the direction of the club, important decisions that, that get made on behalf of the club and on behalf of the members, uh, those come from the, the Board of Governors. And, and you serve for three years. It's an evolving process. You, you serve a year. Your second year, you're, you're eligible to be elected to uh, uh, the presidency. And, and then your third year, you're, you're an officer in charge of a certain section of the board, whether it's treasurer, uh, president, treasurer, secretary, and that kind of defines uh, your obligations and responsibilities your third year. But all that, it, it builds up to um, a, a point where everybody on, on the board, uh, their participation is important and, and you get out of it exactly what you put into it. And the more that you're involved, the more that you're engaged and, and the club depends on that. You know, the, the financial area of the club needs people who are well-versed in that part of, of professionals. Uh, the legal area, uh, is important, uh, business savvy, marketing, uh, all the skills and talents that the different um, uh, board members bring to their lives, to their businesses, uh, all find their expression on, in their board service. And so that's a great thing, and, and it really is kind of, kind of the sum of the parts is greater than the individual involved. Wonderful. Well, as a reminder... Thursday, May 4th, that is the day this year. Uh, so this podcast will most likely be out there in advance. So uh, please mark your calendars for Thursday, May 4th for another amazing, wonderful year of election night at the MAC. Um, 
Governor Dunn, thank you so much for your time, your expertise. Uh, really learned a lot of inside things behind the election process. Uh, but to learn more, uh, you can learn more about the election and the 125th anniversary of the club. Uh, just visit the website at mac-stl.org. Thanks, Rodney. Great Governor, to be here. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.